I realize I am not being kind about either Rabbi S.S. or the heartsick husband. Barry's sizable schnoz is chapped from crying, and I caught more than a few people noticing as he discreetly swiped his nose on the sleeve of his black suit, soft worsted in a fine cut. Armani? They're wondering. Not a chance. It is a close facsimile, purchased at an outlet center near Milan, but if they took it for Armani... Barry would be glad. That was the general idea. Perhaps some women in the pews wonder what I'm dressed in. The casket is closed. Talk about a bad hair day. But I am being buried in a red dress. Okay, it's more of a burgundy, but one thing that's putting a smile on my face, only metaphorically, unfortunately, is that for all eternity I will get to wear this dress, which cost way too much, even 40% off at Barney's, where I rarely shop because it's generally a rip-off. I'm sure if it had been up to my mother-in-law, the enchanting kitty cats, today I would have been stuffed into a button-down shirt and pleated pants that made me look like a sumo wrestler. But my sister, Lucy, intervened. Lucy and I have had our moments, but she knew how psyched I was to be wearing the dress to a Valentine's party this coming Saturday. Go loose. Wherever it is I'm off to, I hope they notice the shoes. Black satin, terrifyingly high slingbacks with excellent toe cleavage. I only wore them once, those shoes, and that night Barry and I barely left the dance floor. When we shimmied and whirled, it was almost like sex. We became the couple people thought we were. The doctor and Mrs. Mark's eye, at least, wanted us to be. I loved watching Barry move his runner's body in that subtle but provocative way of his, and how he nestled his hand on the small of my back, then cupped my butt for the whole world to see. It's a pity we couldn't have merangued through life as if it were one endless Fred and Ginger movie. Will there be dancing where I'm headed? I digress. I do that. Drove Barry nuts. Our dear Molly Marks, she would be here if she could, Rabbi S.S. is saying. That makes three. The circumstances of her death may be mysterious, but it is not for us to judge. It is not for us to judge. As soon as someone tells you not to judge, you do. Everyone in this chilly sanctuary is judging, both Barry and me. I can hear it all what's in people's heads as well as on their lips. Foul play. Killed herself. Jealous boyfriend. She had a boyfriend, that mouse. You have it all wrong. He had a girlfriend. If it's suicide, then why the ginormous funeral? I hear a smug tone. For Jews, with a suicide, it's the burial place that gets questioned, not the funeral. He won't be single for six months, especially with a little girl. Yes, there is a child. Annabelle Divine Marks, almost four, black velvet dress, patent leather Mary Janes. My Annabelle is clutching Alfred the Bunny, and the look on her face could make Hitler weep. Right now, I will not allow myself the luxury of thinking about my baby— who wonders where her mommy is and when this nasty dream will end. If I could be alive for five more minutes, 
They would be spent memorizing Annabelle's heartbeat and synchronizing it with my own, tracing the bones in her bird-like shoulders, stroking the creamy softness of her skin. I will always be Annabelle's mother. My mantra. People can call me anything, but in the mommy department, there was never a moment when I wasn't trying to do the right thing. I attempted to live for my child, not through her, for her. I tried. I really did. I never would have abandoned Annabelle. Nothing ever mattered more to me than my unconditional love for her, a long, unbroken line that continues even now. The best compliment I ever got was from Barry when he said simply, a few weeks after Annabelle was born, Molly, you get motherhood. You really do. Our dear...